You may have heard earlier in our news bulletin, Ukraine's President Volodymyr Zelensky has been insisting that the defence of Bakhmut is continuing, this despite suggestions that some of its troops have been withdrawing. For weeks now, as you may know, Russian forces have been closing in on the city. Dr Jenny Mathers is Senior Lecturer in International Politics at Aberystwyth University and she joins us on the line. Good morning. Good morning. It's a relief to hear that you're there. How much do we actually know about what's happening in and around Bakhmut at the moment? Well, there are a lot of reports coming both from the Russian side and from the Ukrainian side um, about what's happening there. And it seems to be uh, a very deadly, brutal uh, phase of the conflict uh, where the two sides are are really slogging it out uh, and and no one is making much progress. Um, The Russians perhaps in, you know, very, very tiny progress, but the Ukrainians seem to be pretty much holding the line. Um, there is a speculation about whether they might decide uh, for in favour of a retreat. Uh, but at the moment, uh, things are, are, are pretty steady. The two sides are confronting each other. Uh, and it's very, very deadly. They're lo- both sides are losing a lot of, of troops. Why does Bakhmut matter so much to Russia? Well, it seems to be more of a symbolic potential victory than for any intrinsic or strategic value of the actual city itself, which has been uh, pretty much destroyed. There's not that much left standing uh, at this point. Um, But in some ways, we think that Russia needs some kind of a victory somewhere uh, on the front in in Ukraine to uh, give Vladimir Putin's regime a boost, um, but also because, of course, one of the main forces fighting in uh, in this area of Ukraine is the private military company uh, in Russia, the Wagner Group, and they desperately want to demonstrate that they are an effective fighting force and they're more effective than the Ministry of Defence regular forces. Will you tell us about this group? They've been heavily involved on the Russian side, as you say, and yet their head has been complaining about the level of support he's been receiving from Moscow. That's right. So the the Wagner Group uh, is a private military company in Russia, uh, which has a very odd status because in Russian law, private military companies are illegal. Um, And yet for for years, really since 2014, it's been operating uh, effectively as an arm of Russian foreign policy in in various parts of the world. Uh, And it's been very active in Ukraine. Um, Its uh, its leader, Prigozhin, last summer famously recruited uh, hundreds, if not thousands of convicts from Russian prisons, promising them uh, a full pardon if they survive six months fighting in Ukraine. Of course, many of them have not. Um, and, and he seems, to, Prigozhin seems to be very um, you know, determined to demonstrate that his forces are much superior to those of the Ministry of Defence. And, and this looks very much like a power struggle uh, between Prigozhin and the, the senior leaders of the Russian armed forces, the defence minister and also the, the chief of the general staff. Um, Yeah, so this then, in your assessment, it isn't just about ammunition or the lack of it. It's about a broader power struggle. Oh, absolutely. I mean, yes, there is a struggle over ammunition. Uh, It's getting short everywhere, both on on the Russian side and on the Ukrainian side. Um, But recently, the defence minister in Russia, Sergei Shoigu, has taken some steps to try and bring 
under his control, not only uh, Wagner Group forces, but also the Chechen forces that have been fighting in Ukraine. So we've had these three really distinct forces have been fighting more or less on the same side, but but often squabbling amongst themselves and sometimes engaging in friendly fire and, and, and so on. So, you know, the, the defense minister in Russia is trying to exercise some control. And part of that might be limiting uh, what Wagner Group can actually get hold of, trying to rein them back a bit and, and bring them much more under Moscow's, uh, you know, sort of command. And yet, as we were saying at the start, on the other side, there are also these suggestions that some Ukrainian troops are withdrawing from the area. Well, it, it's a matter of what the Ukrainian Defence Ministry decides is their better uh longer-term strategic course of action, really. You know, is it to tie down the Russian forces around Bakhmut, which seems to have been the strategy up until now? Or have they reached a point where actually it's more beneficial to withdraw and, and put those forces somewhere else uh, and leave, um, you know, perhaps even leave Bakhmut to be overtaken by the Russians? So we don't know. These are these are some of the complex calculations that are obviously being done in, at a high level in, in the Ukrainian armed forces. Dr. Jenny Mathers, thanks so much for being with us this morning. 